Hello and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace and Magic. I'm Simone de Rochefort. I'm a video producer at Polygon.com and I'm joined tonight, as always, by Brianna Wu, Democratic candidate for Congress, and Christina Warren, senior cloud developer advocate. Scra. Yes, you got them. I'm using it. Yeah, I, that, again, I opened the document where I have your title, Senior Cloud Developer Advocate, which is your title. Um, and I read it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm learning and growing every day. Every you day in every way, do? I'm getting better and better. You should tattoo it on your arm because then it's also a very hardcore tattoo. Like if someone had like senior cloud developer advocate tattooed on their forehead, like in Snow Crash, I would uh-huh. step oh my off. God. That's what I would do. No, I'm going to get uh, SCDA tattooed on my knuckles. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. That's good. That's good. You can never change your job in that case. Oh, <laughs> it's hell week. All right, explain it's hell not week. hell week for you two. It's it's just no. hell week for me. So for me, and this is kind of funny. It, it three things, four things, four big things are happening. Stranger Things two comes out on Friday. Assassin's Woo-hoo. Creed Origins comes out on Friday. Yeah. Wolfenstein two, the new Colossus comes out on Friday, and nice. also Super Mario Odyssey comes out on Friday. And oh, like yes. I realized at, when I was writing about this that maybe for most people that's not that big a deal because like you're probably you're interested in mario you're probably gonna play mario you don't you're not worrying about assassin's creed you're gonna watch stranger things while you're playing mario on your switch you'll have a great time it's no big deal and then for us because we're covering all of those things Uh. it's like okay so not someone is reviewing assassin's creed someone we're all like looking at it for opportunities to write other stories that aren't the review like there are so many like and we're doing that for every single one of these enormous things. And it's really fun. Uh, but oh, my God, I am so busy this week. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, that's so insane. It, it, it's like that time that like, uh, you know, um, who was it? Was Sony had the, the PlayStation event during the Apple event? Oh. oh, that was terrible. Why did they do that to me? So I'm thinking about when the new Wolfenstein comes out, I'm thinking about like making a Twitch channel and then just like playing all through Wolfenstein and like beating the crap out of Nazis and holding a fundraiser on Twitch. And like just yeah. I mean, wouldn't that be great? Like watch me chainsaw this Nazi robot here. I think that would be a good fundraiser. I mean, I would donate. Oh my god. And I'm serious, I will. I will donate to your campaign. Do it. Awesome. Let's do it. Let's do it. That game is so ridiculously topical. It's just, it's <laughs> like, it's astounding because like, you know, it had to have been in production for longer than exactly. just this last year when of Nazis course it's been became in production a for years. big topic. <laughs> well, I'm sure that when the first idea came about and they were like, let's do a Nazi thing. They were like, hmm. you know, to clarify, like, obviously Wolfenstein is always Nazis, but this specific one is yes. set in America with Nazis. Well, that's what I mean. listeners at home who may be saying, hey, wait a minute. (laughs) Right. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, mean, obviously, like, you're you're right. Wolfenstein is always Nazis. But I mean, they're like, oh, well, I'm sure they thought at the time, well, this would be an interesting twist. Let's have Nazis in America. This is a really interesting, you know, uh, twist on our current idea and, and what would this look like? I'm sure they had no idea that when they did that, that it would be like. 
Oh, actually, it's like, we've really got it, Nazis it's kind killing of like, people. It's, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like uh, The Handmaid's Tale being, you know, adapted on Hulu. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Amazon and, and other places had turned it down. Um, or, or Amazon didn't want to pay for it. Hulu outbid, won it, you know, but it was, it was, it was greenlit, you know, well before the election and everything that happened. And it just happened to come out, you know, it was filmed well before the election and everything. Uh, it just happened to be, um, what we could say prophetic in a really scary Force, way. Timing. It makes you wonder like how much foresight there was. Cause like, think about that Buzzfeed, uh, expose that went around about all of the, people in media that were like being chummy with Milo Yiannopoulos on email lists. Like there were people who maybe were closer to the political climate to, to the, the seeds of the political climate that we have now than say you or I were maybe not closer than Brianna was having been (laughs) there. (laughs) However, (laughs) the, yeah, people who were not like directly in contact with Nazis in 2014, but like maybe, maybe there was something, I guess some current in the waters that people were reading into that could be why we now have so much weirdly prescient media. I still can't watch Handmaiden's Tale. It's just too dark. I'm like, I deal with it all day. I don't want to deal with yeah. it after I'm off the clock. So Ugh. I still can't Let's watch the election episode of stuff. Parks and Rec. Yeah, so Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Apple is investing a billion dollars in TV. Uh, we saw their attempts last year with uh, Carpool Karaoke and Planet of the Apps. Now they have acquired, basically, they're going to do a resurrection of Steven Spielberg's Amazing Stories, which is the also the, the like the next blandest name for a TV show that there could be. I realize that they're not responsible for that because Amazing Stories is from the 80s. But like really, <laughs> oh, it's a oh trend god, at this Simone. Point. Okay, yeah. so I, I, okay, I'm saying this with all respect. I gotta give you a little bit of a history lesson here. So, do you remember the, the Mass Effect Two uh, mission where you're with Jacob and you're trying, like, you're dispatched out to save the USS Gernsback? Do you remember that mission? With Jay, that's not the one where you find his dad, is it? Yeah, exactly. Yes. So that ship is named after her, uh, Hugo Gernsback, who is who the who the Hugo Award is named after. So, like the in his whole legacy comes from doing amazing stories, which is one of the most important stories, like at the very beginning of science fiction. So, if you're looking at like. Asimov and Heinlein and like all the greats in the forties and fifties and sixties, all of that started with amazing stories. And what ended up happening is the rights were actually bought by a friend of our family, Steve Davidson, who has it. So like amazing stories, like this is like, it's gone out of vogue because like, you know, people haven't had a proper thing of it in a long time, but like, this is where science fiction started. Mm-hmm. I definitely, that's not what I take issue with. The, okay. the title sure. itself yeah. Yeah. feels, it, I mean, it feels very classically like uh, one of those serial magazines that publish short stories from the, the. I mean, obviously the show, the original show was from the 80s, but it like it feels, it has that like 40s or even 20s like feel of yes. a serial magazine like, like, that like, publishes stories, which is, and it exactly doesn't necessarily it yeah. <laughs> say anything about the content just calling it amazing stories is if it in the year 2017 feels oddly nondescriptive uh but 
But here we go. Brian Fuller is serving as executive producer, which so was claims. the point where I was like, oh, hello. He did Hannibal <laughs> and American Gods, and he is not bland no. at all. No, not at all. <laughs> I mean, American Gods is one of the best shows on TV and, and is, is an example of a really good like use of the property. Now, obviously, he's been attached to other projects before, Star Trek uh, being one of them that hasn't worked out, so hopefully this time it will. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I only say that because like he's frequently been attached to projects and is like, actually, I can't do this because he's so <laughs> in demand, you know, but but like, uh, you know, and I don't remember the original Amazing Stories as huge of a Spiel- as a Spielberg fan as I am. Like, honestly, like I remember it, but I don't remember watching it, so I can't like comment on it. But I know that it's beloved. Um, I, I, I think that the timing on this, the, the naming issue aside, and I, and I don't disagree with you, Simone. I think that like the it, it does feel weirdly like dated in a way that I, I don't know if it resonates in in, in twenty um, seventeen. But I I um I think that it it makes sense in the you know as you were talking about Hell Week, you know Stranger Things season two comes out this week, and 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 there's been kind of this this nostalgia for some of that sort of content mm-hmm. um and and i think most people would agree that you know that stranger things feels a lot like a spielberg you know kind of thing like oh, that yeah. you, you, oh, you know yeah. it's definitely in that same realm so i, th- I think that that's cool i mean and i think that this is a good property for them to, to 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 get into when it comes to original content i really hope that it ends up more more spielberg and less black mirror because that's our, like our, our current sci-fi anthology that is on the yeah. air and that show is so freaking depressing yeah i can't watch it it. i can't i mean i guess i would oh it's definitely good it's just like i feel like we have so much depression in real life i i couldn't make it through season two right right up there with him too (laughs) i mean when when i think about spielberg and what he did best you know like him coming together for lucas to make indiana jones you know he got that from you know, this same genre of book, I think it was called Amazing Tales with like uh, Dr. Savage, Doc Savage. You know, these are oh, like right. the books yeah, in yeah, the... Yeah. yeah, it's like from that genre of book. So, you know, what Amazing Stories does is it finds all these fun tales of adventure. Yes. And it like crunches it down. So like the reason I think this is a good fit for Apple is, you know, something we've talked about before, Christina, is how... It's hard for Apple to put out something that's like really edgy and takes Mm -hmm. a lot of risk because like Apple's brand name is there. What I like about Amazing Stories and Spielberg being tied to it, that, um, you know, the original Star Wars succeeded because the 70s were so dark and there was so much serious stuff going on. And like a story that was relatively simple about the good guys winning. It, you know, this was the era Rocky came out, which is very much the same story arc. It, it had heart. So what I think of amazing stories is like going out and finding those fun stories about, you know, people in biplanes, like going into space or like, you know, women on Mars I just think like that is such a fun age of adventure idea that I can really see that being like um, you know compatible with Apple's values. So totally I can really is. see this working. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I I agree with you. And I mean, and and what you just said actually dovetails into another interesting article that speak that Bloomberg had from um, Lucas Shaw, 
where he basically talked about how when it comes to Apple's original programming, they're not going to be going to the edgier stuff mm-hmm. that you've seen uh, from HBO and from Netflix. Um, they are going to be focusing more on kind of this family-friendly thing. And, and it shared some anecdotes that one of the reasons that Carpool Karaoke was delayed and, and its delay was was interesting. Like they'd had all these parties planned for it, all these launch parties that kept getting canceled and no one knew why. People figured the show just wasn't that good. And Look, my opinion of the show is, is is exactly what I expected, but it, you know, it's it's one of those things that I think, you know, Apple spent a lot of money on it. It would have probably been better for that to go to syndication much or or to go to Spike um like a like Lip Sync uh karaoke did. Um uh or, or Lip Sync Battle did rather because that seems like that's more what you know, more more the proper audience. But apparently um Apple didn't like that you know the content uh, of, of some of the, the the shows were too raunchy, and they cut aspects from it. Um, I haven't really watched the show. I did watch the uh, the Lincoln Park episode, which was really sad because it was filmed a week before the, oh, the no. lead singer of of, of Lincoln Park uh, um, uh, died. And um, he, after talking to his family, they they decided to, to to keep it, and it was kind of a longer. They actually made it longer, and and it was kind of made as a tribute to him, and that was really neat. But you know, they had to bleep a lot of stuff, and and who knows what sort of things they you know they they cut. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, but but, but the Bloomberg but, but piece Bloomberg. says foul language and references to vaginal hygiene. So it, it, it seems like it, it wasn't even that raunchy. It's just that Apple needs things right. to be a certain way, right? Um, and and the thing, and and I respect that. I mean, if that's your brand. You know that's your brand, but that does make it hard. Let's face it: in this this era of peak TV, when a lot of the best you know content is on the uh, the harder side. I mean, you know, the most popular show on television is The Walking Dead. That's a show that by this you know by by those standards, Apple wouldn't pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, The Game of Thrones is the other most successful show on TV, right? So, and that's obviously one the content that Apple wouldn't pick up, and so that does then kind of limit what kinds of things you can produce when you are not really being Disney. Cause even Disney, you know, Jessica Jones and, and, and the defenders and, and, and Luke Cage, you know, those Jessica Jones especially has some adult content, right. Um, under the Marvel name, but that's Disney. It becomes kind of interesting about what, what they will and what they won't do. And I think that um, is going to be a challenge to find content. That's not explicitly in the family realm. But yeah, like they don't want to be but, making but, but Hallmark Channel sort of <laughs> shows. They need to be making right. something with emotional depth that doesn't feel cheap. Right. But, but that's why Spielberg makes yes. so much sense to me. Yes. Or like Agreed. imagine them like the reason Spielberg wouldn't last on a Fox or an NBC is it's just you know, A, they don't have the budget, and it's just, it's a different feel. It's frankly dumber, you know? But on an Apple product, like, I could see them throwing enough money at a reboot of Young Indiana Jones for that really to be super successful there. Like, this is... Yeah, that could, I, be, that could be interesting. Or, 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 or Sequest. I'm kidding. I'm kidding about Sequest. Well, less so there. <laughs> but yeah, like that, this no is the jokes only... Allowed. This is the only like avenue I could see for Apple TV, like this kind of content, like kind of going into the past, but modernizing it. That's really the only Mm -hmm. direction I could see this working. And I really fully want to believe that we don't need like deaths and horrible torture and whatever the Walking Dead and Game of Thrones have to make 
TV, good TV. I, I fully believe that those things aren't necessary. And I hope that this will, I guess, fulfill that. And I, I, I think I trust Brian Fuller on this more than I, I trust, trust Brian Apple itself. Because Apple, yes. Apple's going to play it safe. That's what they do. That's fine. But to bring like the heart and the characters and the good storytelling, I think someone like Brian Fuller with his work on, um, what was the pie show? The pie show? Pushing Daisies. Oh yeah, pushing daisies. Pushing daisies was good. and Wonder Falls, which yeah, are both like really essentially good. positive, very like bright colored shows that have really good characters and don't rely again on another Brian Fuller example, Hannibal, which was really gory and dark and wonderful, but you know, obviously not Apple's brand. Yeah, I mean, one of the examples that was was used in in the, uh, in the Bloomberg article was This Is Us, which you know is, is obviously a huge hit, but. You know, I don't know. I I, I can't yeah. with that show. Yeah. I would I would actually kind of hope that, um, but that's sort of the thing they're going after, and I can see that. That's obviously has has a lot of, of room, and I I would think that you know if they were smart, they would also hopefully try to go after something like the Good Place, um, yes. which I think you know which is really good. Oh my and, god, and, and, and make sure. <laughs> You know, I really like the Good Place. Um, I don't know. It, you know, if, speaking of Steven Spielberg, if they're if they're going to revive Amblin um, uh, Productions, you know, ER was an Amblin Ooh. Entertainment production. Bring back Ooh. ER. Um, I want to actually push. Uh, going back to the Good Place, uh, I feel though like that latest episode or second to last episode, the tra- the trolley experiment. There was a lot of blood in that episode. Like even though the Good Place is a very funny sweet good-hearted show like that's something that maybe i i wouldn't see flying uh, at, with an apple tv flagship show which is disappointing i mean look i think that I, I think that not wanting to to be game of thrones or walking dead is fine i don't think that you should start saying that if something airs at at eight o'clock on on network tv that that's too um you know beyond the pale for apple like i think that's ridiculous personally mm-hmm. but you know they can make whatever decisions they want me personally i would say okay you know you're being a little bit precious if something that airs on network television at 8 p.m is now suddenly um you know that that, that that's just that's just too much for you Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just me, though. Bree, do you have anything to add before I tell the people about Squarespace? I, I guess the the last thing I would say is I do think I I think it speaks to kind of the failure of Apple TV as a product that mm. they're kind of having to go and try to develop a television channel to you know be able to sell this product because clearly the App Store isn't doing it and the games on there aren't doing it. Well, and the um, price is really high. Yeah. And the price and the competition is just getting steeper. So um, I think this is the best bad move that they've got and it yeah. makes sense. I'm personally more, more optimistic than the Bloomberg article, but mm-hmm. I think it's their argument was well said. All right. This episode of rocket is brought to you by Squarespace, where you can enter offer code rocket to get 10% off your first purchase. Make your next move with Squarespace. You know what I'm going to tell you to do. I'm going to tell you that it's time for you to easily create a website for your next idea. I'm going to tell you that that website for your really good idea could have a unique domain name and could be built on an award-winning template and more. 
So if that amazing, amazing website that you're imagining, right? And re- think about the website again, how beautiful it is, how minimalist it is, how functional it's going to be, and how like anytime you want to change something, you'll be able to change it super easily. That now picture that website, keep the website in your head. Maybe it's an online store, maybe it's a portfolio, maybe it's a blog. Whatever of those websites you're picturing, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that lets you make it a reality. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, and no upgrades that you will ne- you won't need. You won't need them. <laughs> There's no upgrades needed. You don't have to worry about it. Squarespace has you covered. If you run into trouble along the way, they have 24/7 customer support to help you out. It's super fun to use their tools and drag and drop things around and rearrange all your web pages for hours and hours because that's how you entertain yourself because you're me. Um, I do. I do. I do. I'm not ashamed. I own it. <laughs> Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com build your whole freaking website and when you des- when you do decide to sign up use the offer code rocket to get 10% off your first purchase show your support for rocket show your support for relay fm this awesome network that we're on i do get really excited my friend uh today was like i want to redesign my website and i was like <gasps> let me do it i'll do it i'll redesign like, a website I please do i've done mine so many times <laughs> just let me do it Thank you, Squarespace. Again, uh, squarespace.com. Use offer code ROCKET. 10% off. Thank you so much. Amazon is coming into my home. (gasps) Yes. No, they aren't because I'm not going to buy Amazon Key. So uh, (laughs) Amazon Prime members can pre-order a little kit that Amazon is offering called Amazon Key that lets you basically install a cloud camera in your house and includes a compatible smart lock so that you can basically set yourself up to let Amazon delivery people into your home. You monitor your door with the camera um, or Amazon. Yeah. Amazon monitors when they arrive and will let them in with the device and you can watch with through your phone with the camera to, you know, make sure that your house isn't being broken into, um, which is an idea that Amazon had. <laughs> What do you what do you what do you two make of this? So I understand the appeal of this uh, because I think we've all I, I I don't know I've definitely been in the situation where people have stolen my packages from me. Um, I now I I've, I've lived in apartment buildings for a really long time, so it, you know might be different living in a house. But even in a house, I know my parents have sometimes had issues like having the wrong thing delivered someplace and like, you know, being on like kind of the lookout, like where this package go and you're, you're waiting for this really expensive thing. Um, so I can understand the appeal of saying, you know, rather than having somebody um, leave it on your doorstep, um, you're going to have someone, you know, open the door, drop it off. And you have this cloud-based security camera, which looks pretty nice, incidentally. Like, like the, the key part aside, it looks like a, a pretty decent Nest or, or any other uh, kind of you know, cloud-based security camera alternative um, to, to go in and, 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 and drop off your stuff. Uh, that said, I, I think that, that this is one of those like perfect storm things. We've talked about this before where it's like the convenience versus creepy factor mm-hmm. is, is the, the line here 
is really, really thin. Um, I should also point out that that my current apartment building, my um, uh, building manager actually does package delivery and she does this on her own where she just opens Aww. the door and drops stuff off. And I love that. I, but I know her and trust her. So I don't have any issues that with is that. That is really nice. It is really nice. She's amazing. Uh, the, my favorite thing that I read about this was uh, at the Washington Post from Christine Emba who said, uh, many observers have noted that the most common proposals seem to fall into the category of things that I, a 25-year-old man, wish I could still get (laughs) my mother to do for me. And like this definitely... Oh, without a doubt, this is it. Well, I don't know whose mother brought in their packages and to keep them safe specifically. But yeah, this is like one of those things where, yeah, that is convenient, but that is not where my priority is in this situation. Um, Granted, I have been blessed to never have lost a package, even though I just let them sit in my lobby in my New York City apartment building all day. Um, But yeah, it, it just feels like one of those weird... I don't want to go through the rigmarole of installing a camera and allowing people with this window of time to enter my home just so I can have my thing that I bought for a ridiculously discounted price through Amazon Prime uh, safe from people who want to steal it. That's it's not a priority for me. I mean, I, I, if, if I had an issue of packages being stolen, I would probably feel comfortable with this. You know, we've got security in this area of the house. Uh, my main concern would be like someone letting my dogs out mm-hmm. uh, and them running into the street and getting killed. But, you know, I, I do think that this is a legit, I, I think that this is a legit solution and uh, I I don't know. I think like a um, solution, like if they put a box at your house for them to drop things off in. That would like, be like, 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 like yeah. a better idea, I think. Yeah, like, I agree. Yeah. You can I buy mean, a box th- on Amazon and like bolt it down or something. And then do you guys know what I'm talking about when I say the milkman? Am I, am I the uh, only I know one who it had from yes. the 80s like James a literal milkman uh, living daylights? Yeah, I was going to say I was. Was I the only one who had milk delivered as a kid? <gasps> nope. Yes. Okay, I, well, we had yeah, milk delivered. Yeah. We had a milk box, and and, uh, and and the milk people would would come. The Mathis people would come and would deliver milk three times a week, um, in 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 this metal milk box, which well past the point of anybody ever getting milk delivered. And at a certain point, even we stopped getting delivered. But yeah, we were we were that family. Anyway, we had a milk box. So I I, I like I like where you're going, Brie. Like I think having like an Amazon box, like you know, the locker, but bringing it to your house. I think that's maybe a, maybe a better solution. Mm -hmm. Well, we need to, I was really surprised that, um, you know, this didn't make it into any of the analysis today that think about the long-term game with Amazon here. Like, you know, they are testing drone fleets. They are working a lot with Congress trying to, you know, get the approval to, you know, start shipping drones. Like they've got test products, uh, you know, I'm sorry, test out programs out there to make this happen. And eventually Amazon is going to have to figure out how do I deliver something to, how do I deliver Wolfenstein (laughs) to to Christina Warren on launch day and get to you in a way that's secure 
but isn't going to get stolen. So, you know, access to your house, installing a ball, um, you know, installing a box. I saw some discussion about like opening up the keys to your car and putting it in your trunk. I yeah, do think I saw that's, that too. Yeah, we're going to, I do think we're going to need to have that discussion eventually. Yeah. And, and look, I mean, I, I, I want to say like, I kind of agree with you. Like I, I understand like the initial kind of discomfort and I really liked the Washington Post commentary as well. I'm not saying I'm not inviting someone into my house, but at the same time, if I could be kind of guaranteed, like you were saying with pets and that sort of thing, I don't on its face have a huge issue with this. Um, if it can be guaranteed to work. Um, I do have like secondary questions, which is like, are people now going to start stalking Amazon delivery people as a target to then break into houses? Yeah. You know, and I, I, maybe that's just me being super paranoid, but that is kind of where my mind goes. Where I'm like, if I were a criminal mastermind, which clearly I am. <laughs> You're um, giving them I, all the ideas, Christina. I know I am, and this is a bad problem, but I do honestly think this way. I'm like, okay, if I were to be a terrible person and do terrible things, what would I do? And what would I do, ladies and gentlemen? I would target... Um, like Amazon delivery people. People who you know are going to be opening doors around a neighborhood. Right. Yeah. And I, I feel uh, another uh, issue going back to the, the pets is I saw somebody on Twitter point out that if you, if your dog or, or your cat, if your animal hurts someone, like if it gets scared that there's a stranger popping in the door to drop off a package and that animal bites or scratches someone, that uh, in a lot of states that animal can be put down if they hurt someone. And obviously, like, one would hope if you're getting a package, you have the option to put your dog or cat in a room where it won't be running loose by the right. front door. But it's still, I, I I would also be concerned if I had a pet and somebody was even just for a second popping open. Because I, I've heard enough horror stories about delivery people not... Um, not knowing that there were animals and accidentally letting them get out. And it can suck for the animal and it can suck for the delivery person too. So yeah, it, it seems like there are a lot of, I guess, X factors that could happen in individual homes. That's not even about my paranoia about cameras in my house, but also just about the different ways that people live and, on the other hand, to uh, devil's advocate my own point, the demographic of people who will get this service, probably not that varied. So maybe I don't need to worry about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you do live in an apartment, you don't have the same expectation of privacy. Like your landlord right, will true. come in anytime or a pair person will come on in. Yeah, for me, like we're renting the house we're in now, like my landlord could pop in anytime. Um, I, I guess I'd just be really honest and say I haven't lived anywhere since I left my parents' house where I felt like I had a expectation of privacy and people wouldn't come in. So it just, it doesn't seem like a huge risk for, you know, to add access to, you know, an Amazon person to drop some, something off, but you Don't know, they have to give 24 hour notice though, landlords, like they can't just pop in the door and neither can Amazon deliver people obviously because you'd know when the package was coming but it's I, I, I guess yeah it's not like my landlord is that. gonna yeah. pop in and be like hi I'm here to inspect your stuff I mean I mean I think maybe for a delivery thing but I think technically I mean if they needed to if there was some sort of disturbance or something else I think that they could enter I don't know yeah if there was a disturbance um, but 
Yeah, no, I mean, I think they're supposed to. I don't know. I, I'm kind of with you, Brie. I don't really have much of an expectation of privacy per se, like in the same way that I did, like like you were saying, when I lived in my parents' house. Um, but I can understand why people will be skeeved out by this. I, I do think this could be convenient. I think that it's interesting that they're charging $250 for this. I mean, I think that's more for the system than for the key service itself. But I would almost, but because this is really primarily benefiting Amazon more than it's benefiting people, at least right now, because let's be real, this is really about them making sure the, deli- the packages get delivered correctly and efficiently, and they don't have to pay for stuff that gets taken or whatever, um, you know, more than anything else, I think that the, the the price that they're charging for it is kind of interesting. But but I, I also think that as much as people might, you know, whinge about um, how this is the end of the world, like you were saying, Simone, I think that the demographic of people who are going to sign up for this is, is a certain type of demographic and it's not going to matter. If people find this valuable, they find it valuable. Mm-hmm. I have an interesting, I think what interests me a lot about Christine Emma's piece is not even so much the discussion of Amazon Key, but a tangential point of how a lot of the tech products that are created prioritize this idea of convenience. But what but but what are the ways that we can improve our lives that aren't je- that that go deeper, I guess, than just making things easier? And I don't really have an answer to that, but I think it's something that is really interesting to consider is like what if we can we have all this technology and all this power to improve our lives what is more meaningful than convenience to us and i think that 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 category exists but i yeah i've never thought about it before and i'm i'm interested to i i think there's a huge blind spot in silicon valley because i do think you're right a lot of these startups are for replacing your mom and hmm. i think that you know, like, I think that there's like something we've talked about on the show before is like, if somebody built a robot that could blow out my hair <laughs> and make it straight quickly, like I would drop $20,000 on that. Oh, right? totally. Yeah. Like that, Absolutely. Without that, a doubt. Is, that is a convenience that I need more than a package delivery. And yeah, like I look at my, my friends that are moms and, you know, there's a whole, you know, group of needs there is just being completely ignored. I've got a really good friend of mine is doing a startup in this space. It's brilliant. It it is amazing to me that no tech bro has ever thought of what she's doing. So I agree with you, Simone. There, beyond convenience, there is... Uh, there's more meaningful stuff out there. Even when you get to like the deeper human issues of why do we feel so disconnected from one another? What is a meaningful life in 2017? Like those are important questions we should be thinking about. This episode of rocket is brought (laughs) to you by magic. Yes. (laughs) Magic. Your favorite. It's your favorite. Oh, Oh, all right. So, I'm going to ask Brianna some questions in a second. But first, I'm just going to let everyone know Magic is the company that you want to go to if you've ever been stuck with a task and wished you had like a real person to help you, whether that means researching or organizing an event, or maybe you just want someone to do the emotional labor of planning like dinner and ordering groceries for you, that kind of thing. It would be ridiculous to hire a personal assistant just to help you with these one-off tasks, but you actually can. Because Magic is a 24-7 text-based personal assistant, and it is the best way to accomplish 
more. So next time you're faced with a burning task, you can send a text message to Magic Day or Night, and a personal assistant will be there to help you. You can send your request, whether it's business or personal, and real people will do remote work to help you get it done. Uh, Whether that be making hotel or dinner reservations, or creating content for your blog, or redesigning your living room, whatever it is, Magic can help you. And Brianna, uh, we wanted to do something really cool, and I don't think that we had the time to pull it off. <laughs> I, I, we're we're going to still get it done because I've still got it. my Magic account. So, no. Um, so I was really excited to try this. You know, I, I called Magic up, and, uh, you know, the process was really, really, really quick and easy uh, to sign up for them. And, like, I've had real personal assistants that I've put on my payroll and have paid to do this. And I'm like, I just don't understand how someone uh, can be that good, like, over text. And I tell you, I threw all kinds of tasks at the person I was working with. They were beyond professional. They were beyond on it. And um, they were the most important thing is they were really, really professional to all the people I was asking them to represent, like on my behalf. So they gave me a, they had like a personal email on Magic with like a Brianna Wu uh, pre domain on it. So it seemed like it was related to me. And like coordinating a photo shoot with the Boston Globe. Boom, done. I needed a letter sent out to campaign contributors. They were texting me on a Saturday to make sure I remembered to do that. Oh <laughs> like, my god. It is really, wow. really, really high quality work. And you know, we got a lot of sponsors on this show. I have to tell you, if you just need a hand with a project or you're just trying to do something that just is there's so much emotional labor involved, you just can't stress it. I enthusiastically recommend this company. It is every good bit as good as having a real uh, personal assistant working with you. Oh my God, I'm thinking now about like every time I have to go on a trip, I spend so much time freaking out about buying plane tickets or renting a car or whatever because I, I want to get a really good deal and I want to miss as, as little work as possible and et cetera, et cetera. And I always, like when I was going home to finish moving, I put it off for literally probably five months. And in that five months, you know what happened is plane tickets got quite expensive. So, so just having somebody who could devote the time and be like, I did the research this, these are good dates and these are good plane tickets. Like, oh, I would save so much, so much pain, so much stress and anguish in my life. How about a more pragmatic uh, deal? Something I found as a professional, like all of you should do this, is when people invite me in to speak, I have found if you don't negotiate it yourself, if you put someone else in charge of negotiating it, they always get so much more money because it's not awkward for them. So you can say, okay, I think I'm worth, you know, $2,500 here. And they will advocate for you on your behalf. And it's just, it's like, because they're dealing with the representative, it's so much easier. And that's really cool. Yeah. Like uh, for little things like that, I promise you they would do a great job. Wow. All right. Well, let me tell you, if you want to see what life is like when you have an assistant, text ROCKET to 83489, and you can learn more about magic by heading to getmagic.com. That is get, G-E-T, magic, M-A-G-I-C, dot com. 
And again, the number is 83489. And if you text ROCKET to that number, you can find out some stuff about how life can be really nice and relaxing. Um, Yes, if you have stuff that needs to get done, but you don't have time to do it, Magic can make it happen. Thank you so much, Magic, for your support of the show. Now let's crap all over some bad products. <laughs> we just talked about a good product. So we yeah. just talked about good, good, good stuff. Now Changing let's talk about gears some bad things. completely. <laughs> Here's a segue. Uh, so this, we're going to talk about a couple stories. I know, Brianna, you want to talk about the uh, Sega Genesis flashback release garbage no wait. Is, let's is, let's let's talk smack about the spectacles. We'll first. talk smack Christina, about the spectacles yeah, first. You've got you've got smack. Ooh, because oh, yeah. Christina's the one who bought them. But it, I uh, am the one who bought them. In, Waited in line for five hours. There was a story this week on the information about how there are reportedly hundreds of thousands of spectacles sitting in some warehouses in China. Uh, and Evan Spiegel has said that they sold 150,000, uh, that that was above expectation. Everything is great. And maybe that's true in a, in a certain light. If you, if you say that they, they just got super, they, they never expected to sell that many anyway. They just wanted to make a lot of them for funsies. Um, (laughs) and building off of that, uh, I think it's a business insider reported that somebody familiar with the data, a source familiar with the data said that people owners would generally stop using the glasses after just one week which is probably the more yeah, damning yeah. of the two stats yeah, that's fair. i would 100 percent agree that was definitely my experience uh i waited in line for five i know brie got them too she got them from amazon because she was smart and waited for the hype <laughs> to die down uh no me, no i didn't i didn't but go ahead yeah oh i thought that you did i thought you said you got them off of amazon nope Okay. Well, I did not get them off of Amazon. I, I, I was dumb and, 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 and waited in line for five hours in, in, in um, uh, 45 degree weather in New York City um, in, uh, in uh, November, December of last year, December, I guess it was, um, being a, a, a total uh, a word I can't say on this podcast, but I, I use uh, no fewer than 15 times in the article that I wrote about it. Uh, and uh, yeah, I have regrets. I have regrets. <laughs> Tell me about them. Re- release your your regrets here into the the well, willing of ears all, of our listeners. Well, first of all, I was a hypocrite because I was on this very podcast with our friend Alex Kranz, and I said I'm not going to wait in line for these things. And then, as we <laughs> discussed on this podcast, I did wait in line for these things because I'm dumb. And uh, and then, as the Business Insider article said, after waiting all that time. I, I used them. I don't even think I ever even – I bought two pairs. I don't even think I've been ever paired or used like the second pair myself. I, I, I used them for like a week and I took some cool snaps and then that was it. I took them to CES, never even took them out um, of, <sighs> of the, the thing, which would have been a great opportunity. I might wear them tomorrow on This Week in Channel 9 just to be funny. Um, and, and see if, if it, it, you know, um, and bring both pairs so my co-host can wear a pair as well. Uh, but yeah, that's basically, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think that you're right. I think the more damning, damning part, I mean, the 100,000, 150,000 sold and having a couple hundred thousand pairs on, you know, done, that's, that doesn't look good, but maybe that's kind of overestimating things. I think the bigger thing and the reason why they didn't sell all of them is that after a week, everybody stopped using them. I mean, it was like, Okay, so this was more fun than Google Glass, but 
no mm-hmm. one used it. More and fun I, and, I and less it, creepy, but right, but 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 didn't have a lot of uh, a lot of actual value. And I think that if I'm, I'm I'm getting away from just making fun of myself for waiting in line for so long to buy something useless, um, I think that actually is kind of a, a problem for wearables in general. Is that I think it kind of proves that even if you have um, in this case, kind of what seems like a killer product, and it seemed like you know Snapchat had good integration, it worked pretty well, and whatnot. Like you need that killer app functionality for to, to keep people coming back, and even something as addictive as Snapchat wasn't <laughs> enough to keep spectacles, uh, keep people coming back for spectacles. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like like I do on a level by the what Snap says that they're playing a long game and that they don't really care about the return on this specific product. If the people who were all over this are no longer using the product, that is more of a problem, like I said, than just than getting enthusiastic and having a bunch of extra units that you never shipped. I mean, for me, for me, you know, I bought these and I actually went all the way. I got a prescription version of them. Ooh. And it was exactly like you said, Christina, I, I try them for a week. I'm like, F this, right? I mean, the problem is it's, it's not a very good tech product. Um, you know, the, the resolution of it is too slow and syncing to your iPhone. It's just kind of a, it takes a while. It's it's a janky experience in general. Um, I don't have a lot of faith when I record something that's actually going to show up. So, um, I, I guess my, my complaint with this isn't that their first, you know, their first try at it failed. Mm-hmm. It's that they didn't come back with the stronger Gen 2 product. Because I think the idea is not a bad one. It's I just agree. these giant plasticky sunglasses. It's just, it's it, it, it's not something that's going to have staying power if they're not going to move beyond that in a design sense. That's actually now, a really good point. Like, how are they committing? They, they, they made this stab with the Snap Spectacles saying, okay, we're going to make you, you can take pictures now and use our app without taking out your phone. So how are they committing to that and taking it, it building on it, basically? They're not, right? They were supposed to do the drone thing, but apparently that partnership um, fell apart according to the information and uh, and I think that's probably a good thing. But yeah, you're right. It's like this would be and, and and you're right too, Brie, like the tech wasn't quite there. I mean, I think that it's a good idea and a good product. I don't really blame Snap so much for the kind of clunky experience. I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, the the limitations of Bluetooth and, and also, you know, to get them down to a to a low price, you have limited memory and, and it's just it the handoff stuff is hard. Um but but it it you know, it, that that presumably could get better over time. But you do have to, to to your point, Simone, you have to wonder like what is their commitment to this? Because obviously future iterations could be significantly better. But I don't see and i i i don't even think from snap i mean i would be very shocked if they ever released another version of spectacles ever who's up next i gotta blast this freaking genesis blast it blast away okay so i'm gonna blast it but first i'm gonna say you want to go look at uh polygons like epic takedown oh yeah it was really good it was so beautiful i actually haven't even read it which is appalling but i will well you should because it's your editor-in-chief and he's like you know i wanted this product to work I wanted to love it, and it's a disaster. So last year, uh, if you guys remember, when I was taking some time off Rocket for surgery on my throat, I actually, uh, when I was recovering in the hospital, I got like the 
they sell like a portable Genesis version from AR games. And it's this crappy little thing with the LCD screen and some bad controls. And I'm like, well, you know, how bad could it be? How bad could it be? It's $100. It's really bad. The music is messed up. The screen is terrible. The controls are bad. It's a toy. And I, I haven't touched it since. You know, Sega really had a chance to come out with, you know, the Nintendo Classic and the SNES Classic doing so well. They have a library for the Genesis slash Mega Drive that could be considered equal. I don't agree, but there's an argument for it. And rather than them coming forward and like really sweating the details and putting out a good product, they had that same company whip out a crappy version of the Genesis. <laughs> and what I love about the Polygon article is they had given it to them. Um, forgive me if I'm misremembering this, but I think it was in June. They, they gave them the product and it sucked. It sucked so bad that it wasn't shippable. And Polygon and everyone was about to give them a terrible review. And, uh, you know, Sega comes to them and they're like, no, no, AR Games is working on it. Just wait, there's a patch that's going to fix it. And it essentially doesn't. And you've got this terrible Genesis product that has slowed down. Um, it says it will run cartridge games, but that's not true. It will just like suck the games into a ROM and run them locally, even though all Genesis games don't work. The controllers are cheap. Um, it's just a really bad experience. And it doesn't have very good, the best Genesis games, which is the most mind-blowing thing. Like, say what you will about the SNES Classic, but those games on it are arguably some of the best. Like, it's a respectable slice of what that system had to offer. They're throwing freaking Game Gear games on this thing Ugh. and calling it a Genesis game. And it's just a joke. So uh. this is a crap product. It's a real missed opportunity for Sega. And in the wider sense of where Sega is going, you know, you're not going to be able to skate by on Sonic the Hedgehog like no. nostalgia No, forever. you cannot. Yeah. And, and 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 I think what's important to note too is I mean this is like now like the fifth or sixth iteration that that uh that AT Games has done of this console. You know, they've been selling this for years and they just kind of came out with a newer version um in in light of the success of the NES Classic. And and it seems like, you know, past versions they've always had like kind of different, you know, like you know, it's always but kind of been this where you have a number of big games and promised um, you know, compatibility with with cartridges but it's done in a really janky way and then it's you know, bad kind of um, uh, execution, which is a shame because I have, I mean, granted it's 10 years old, but um, AT games or ad games or whatever, they made one of the, I guess the Atari flashback. And I have one from 2007 and it's actually really good. Uh, but, but this, I haven't used it, but, but based on what you're saying, Brie, and based on every review I read, even the fixed versions, this is just not a good experience. And, and Sega, who's just, you know, willing to license their stuff to anything. It's like, just use Virtual Console, you know, just wait for Virtual yeah. Console to come to the Switch because this does not seem good at all. It sucks. <laughs> oh. Do we have any other, any other uh, dissing to do? I, I just want to say, I hope, I've thought a lot about this, and I do hope Sony will release a PSX classic. Oh, God, me too. Um, a lot of the games don't hold up, like, um, you know, Jumping Jack Rabbit or Jack Flash or whatever it was doesn't hold up. 
you know, but I, I was thinking about this. If they released the PSX Classic and tried to get you to play through like Resident Evil, they should uh-huh. really just bake in the Game mm. Genie codes because you're never going to get Simone's generation <laughs> to like play through Resident Evil and that deal with true. all that BS. That is true. Speaking as a person who did yes. try to play the remastered version on uh-huh. PS4, no. Yeah. Yeah, if you had infinite ammo, I bet you'd do that. Yes, but, uh, if I had infinite ammo, I would. But you know what I want? You know what I want more than like a PSX, although I would love a PSX? I really want a Dreamcast. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's what makes this so upsetting, Christina, because they could have nailed the Genesis. Like the Dreamcast, Simone, have you ever played one? Nope. It's so good. Okay. Shenmue is like the best game ever. Shenmue. Space Channel 5. That's I where would I play get Space, Space Channel, Channel 5. That uh, game yes. looks so Space Channel 5 is really good. Virtua freaking tennis. Absolutely. Amazing tennis game. Even the Tony Hawk game was like better on Dreamcast than it was on PlayStation, although the original Tony Hawk was great on PlayStation. Uh, but uh, God, there were so many good games on Dreamcast. I mean, it was Marvel such a versus tiny little Capcom too. Oh my yep. God, that was so good. The fishing game. Uh, the, yep. w- the, the fishing game, which was Sega so Bass weird. If you had the controls. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. That was so good because it had the little, uh, oh, what was it? Seaman. Seaman, where you had like C-Man. the little, Seaman, oh. where you had like the little guy on the VMU. It was so good. The the 2K series. Everybody forgets the, the, the NFL 2K and NBA. NBA 2K debuted on the Genesis. Like that was like the the origin story for the franchise that usurped uh, EA. Um, yeah, but uh, how about the, Cannon the, Spike? No one knows this game. Cannon Spike is a I really don't. rare Capcom game starring Cammy. And it's like an arcade shooter where you go through and it's four players and you like lock on enemies. And it's like a beat em up from in 3D where you're looking down on the map and it's just pure chaos. It's a blast. Just got great music. Um, yeah, oh I want to Dreamcast, but but Sega won't get their <laughs> together. Uh, they so. haven't had their stuff together in stuff. a long time. Stuff. No, they haven't. Sorry. Yep. Uh, uh, well, Brianna, what are you up to this week? Now that you've destroyed deserving the deserving Genesis, I am I am about to go to my uh, office tonight and finish a project I've been no. doing for a while. So, Christina, I want to know if you approve of these four posters. I had to pick four movie posters to hang up in my my personal office there. So, I want to know if these meet your approval. I got uh, a Rogue One poster. Mm. I got a Scream poster. Mm. I got a V for Vendetta poster, nice. and I got a Mister Robot poster. So I, I think, approve of all of them. I think those four are a good slice. Yeah. I, I agree. So I, especially the screen poster. I had a screen poster framed above my bed in college. Oh, really? I didn't know uh-huh. that. It's oh, like my wow. favorite movie. One of my favorite movies of all time. It, mine too. I love it. And with Rose McGowan this week, like she's just badass. So. Mm-hmm. I, I love Scream. I love the scripts. Kevin Williamson, I was like obsessed with him. Yeah, I had a Scream poster. I had in my college dorm room, I had a Scream poster, a Silence of the Lambs, a Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and a Radiohead. Oh, and a fight. Oh. Oh, there we go. And, and, and of course, the requisite Escher drawing, as, as one does. Uh, as always. That sounds like better a better thing to do than working all night, all night is look at, hang up your beautiful posters. Or wait, is I that what you're that. going I to love, do? Yeah, I need to do something fun. I've oh, been, that's cool. you know, talking all day, so doing something physical will be great. Nice. <laughs> Christina, what about you? Well, I'm preparing for uh, for iPhone Madness, uh, which is to say, uh, oh, so yeah, because yes. I'm sure Bree is too, because because the iPhone 10 uh, is going to be insane, and so um, it's, it'll be midnight my time, 3 a.m. You guys' this time. I apologize, that you guys uh, have to be up at 3 a.m. I'm wait, hoping what that what day is this? What day uh, is this? Tomorrow, so tomorrow at 3 a.m. So you know, Thursday night slash Friday morning. 
Um, so that's what I'm preparing for is, is, is to get, you know, have my, my, my trigger finger ready to, to buy an iPhone 10. And if I don't get an iPhone 10, I'm looking into, I wonder if, I mean, magic is all virtual, right? Like they don't actually have physical people. I, maybe I could get a task rabbit of somebody to like start waiting in line for me, um, at an Apple store. Cause I, I just, I don't know the line situation in Seattle. Like in New York, I would know to go to the fifth app store cause it has the best, um, it's going to have the most capacity and I would know to show up around 1am and, and just camp out. But I don't know in Seattle, like what time I would need to line up to, to get a phone. Um, like, 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 like is midnight, you know, too early. Is it too late? Like, cause I'll do the eight hours. That's fine. Um, I'll bring entertainment and, and, and use the, the free Apple Wi-Fi. It's not a problem. I'll, I'll just like watch stranger things, but, uh, you know, <laughs> Perfect I, I'm timing. <laughs> Is it That's a conspiracy? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't have a problem with it. I'll do it. Or I'll, I'll, I'll binge on Riverdale again. Like, I don't care. But I don't know what time to show up. And I don't want to, like, be there too early. But I don't want to be there too late. Like, I, I have no clue. So anybody who listens to the pod, if you're from the Seattle area, give me, like, a holler about what time I should be at the Bellevue Square location in the event that I don't, I'm not able to pre-order an iPhone online. Let me know. So I probably shouldn't share this with listeners, but yeah, based on, because it's free for all and getting this phone, but like, uh, Christian, this is my pipeline for securing a phone as soon as possible. First, like, don't make the mistake of relying on one device. Yes, because there agreed. Are gonna I'm going to have like multiple. Outs. Yeah, have multiple devices in front of you. I'm going to wake Frank up this time and ask for his help. Mm-hmm. Um, my experience yeah, please, yes. is... Force him to be awake with you. Yeah, yes. Yeah, he's got to. My experience is the iOS App Store app, it tends to be the best way to do it. Safari on Mac just tends to spool out a lot more. Uh, so that's my experience. Also, there was a story that came out. I can't do it because I'm on AT&T's um, plan that already gives me the uh, the upgrade iPhone every year. But you can go ahead and arrange your loan ahead of time now. And you definitely, definitely, definitely want to do that ahead of time because these are going to be going so fast. And if you're trying to frack with AT&T's website <laughs> to, or, or Citizen Bank to get your loan arranged – it's you're you're gonna fail. I'm sorry. You're gonna be waiting until Christmas. So I'm just gonna pay out, right? Yep. So I don't have to worry yep. about any of that. But I'm with you. Smart. Yeah. Cause I, I, yep. I was like looking at maybe I should do the Apple plan, but like there's no way that I can tell right now that I can if you're not already part of the Apple payment plan. It doesn't seem like I could join it in advance of the iPhone 10. It, feel, it feels like the only way you can skip the line, so to speak, is if you're already part of the plan. But if you're not, like it doesn't seem like it'll let you do it. So I'm just like screw it. I'll just pay full price. Ugh. Ugh. Well. I wish you the best of luck. I'm, we'll be able to talk all about it next week, I guess. Oh, we will. Hopefully. We will. Hopefully. Your Hopefully experience, we'll at least. Luck. We'll talk about your experience. I mean, look, worst case, like I said, I'm, I'm going to figure I'm going to like sleep in at the Bellevue Mall. But, um, <laughs> well, because I, I, there are only like two Apple stores in the Seattle area. There's one at Bellevue Mall and there's like one at the near UW. And the thing is, the UW one is outside and that's fine. But people seem to think that that won't have as many um, units. And also, like, college students have a lot more free time, right? Go to Bellevue. Like, that's what, I'm, that's what yeah. I'm thinking, right? And plus, it'd be much easier for me to get it to work from there. Um, there is one in uh, Takula, Takula. I don't know. There's one in a suburb. And people say that they've had good luck there. And hmm. I'm, I, I'm willing to do that. I just, again, I don't know what time to show up. And, wow. and and since I would like be requiring Grant to take me to the mall to drop me <laughs> off and, and whatnot, and then I would like take an Uber like to work or whatever. But like, yeah, I, I don't know. This is 
it's been a long time since I've had to do an Apple line, and uh, I'm really hoping I don't have to. So I will be. You'll be in my crossed. thoughts. I know exactly what time I'm showing up for work tomorrow because I will be streaming Super Mario Odyssey with Pat. <laughs> uh, starting at 10 a.m., uh, we're basically going to be marathon streaming it all day long. Uh, oh my and goodness! Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty <gasps> fun. I will I, be I'm streaming tune for in. two hours. Uh, so- yeah, my, my, my copy does not, from Amazon doesn't arrive until Friday because um, I, I did the Amazon thing like where you get like $10 off if you pre-ordered or whatever. Usually I would just do the digital copy, but I'm, I'm, I'm cheap. So no, yeah, it's 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 a pretty box. It's a nice box to have. Yeah, that, that's true. I, I like having the box. I like the um, switch cases we, a lot. Be, be, yeah. Before we go, speaking of that, can I tell you guys my my my, my dilemma and get your yeah. opinion because I haven't decided yet. So you you both may have seen, I know Brie definitely saw it because she responded, but I, I tweeted like a week and a half ago. I was like, I just, who's, you know, I, I'm an adult grown woman and I just, you know, dropped, you know, I just bought a Nintendo 3DS XL and, uh, and, and I feel fine about it. And I had an original 3DS. I don't know where it is. And, and I've, I've <laughs> thought about, it doesn't matter. It's probably gone someplace. It's in a box. But I had a 3DS, you know, years and years ago. And for whatever reason, I was just kind of itching, even though I love my Switch, I was kind of like itching to play my 3DS XL. Or not 3DS XL, 3DS. And I was looking at it. I was like, oh, I should, I should buy, you know, either the 2DS XL, the new one, or the, uh, or the 3DS XL. And, and instead, uh, you know, and I and, and I was going to get the 2DS because everybody was like, oh, that's really good. And, and you don't really use the 3D. But I was like, ah, the difference in price is minimal. And I might as well just get the 3D effect because that would be cool for Ocarina and, and, and whatever. So I'm having kind of an impulse moment. And I can't find them on Amazon. So I buy it from GameStop. <laughs> it finally arrives on Monday, right? Because GameStop takes forever to ship even though they charge you ridiculous shipping rates. Whatever, GameStop. Anyway, <laughs> as the day literally that it arrives... Nintendo announces that coming out at the end of November yes. will be a SNES themed retro uh, 3DS XL, <laughs> yes. and it will come with a free download code for uh, Super Mario Kart. Now, yeah. So I'm now in this weird position, and the GameStop won't take back an opened unit. I have this unit that I want now. I'm des- I kind of want to play the games. I have all the stuff. But I also really want the freaking retro-themed 3DS XL. You are a tech addict, though. Like I know. So, you, so what I'm saying is, I mean, you like, buy I a should cute, I, buy uh, a cute cover for the 3DS XL that you no, have. No, I. It's on the front page of Amazon, and Christina, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I don't fall for Nintendo gimmicks. I don't. I know. All I don't. The amiibos. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna say but this is legit. This is legit. It is legit. It, your, also, your desires are. are I want to validate thank you. them. Yeah. So I mean, I validate what them. I did. But, what I did, um, though, what, what I did, I mean, I, I did already pre-order it, right? I won't get charged right. you know, until the 20th, but I did pre-order it because, like, you know, th- <sighs> this is one of those things that's going to go, this is going to disappear. We know this. Go. We know Nintendo's game with this. We know this, right? Like, And, and it'll match my my um, Nintendo, my NES, um, Nintendo uh, uh, Game Boy Advance SP. Like, it's great. So, but but I still really want to play the 3DS XL. And, and I'm just, I don't know. Just, just, you guys, just tell me. Christina, return the return it to GameStop and just wait return a month. Return it to GameSpot and wait a month. Return it. That, that, return that it. catalog is not going anywhere. Fair enough. Um, there's nothing on there that you really need to be playing Plus, right now. This no, is true. Again, the new Hell Metroid Day is, is happening. Good. You're gonna a. You're gonna be getting a new phone. B. 
B, Super Mario Odyssey is going to come out. You C, know what? That's right. a great point. A lot of other stuff is coming out. Yeah, you've got to switch. You've got to do it. So okay, you, you're right. Yeah. I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be playing Mario for the next. Okay, okay, perfect. So now I'm just gonna hopefully the the local GameStop will accept my return, so I don't have to mail it back. Wish me luck with that. I wish I, you I, the th- best of luck. Th- th- thank you for indulging me in my first world problems, as my husband put it. And I said, <laughs> it's a real problem. If you need a 3DS, just send Christina a tweet. Like, I'm sure she can work it out. So. Actually, yeah. yeah seriously. If you want to buy it off If you, if you want to buy it off of me, I'll even give you like a $5 discount or something. Like, whatever. <laughs> like, you like, could do it. You know what? You I will pay give for you a shipping, they discount. buy it full price. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you, you, I will give you a $10 discount as long as you pay for shipping. So let me know. Amazing. Christina, where can we find you online so that people can tweet at you? <laughs> yeah, if you want to tweet at me, because if you want to, to get to get a, a brand new, never used 3DS XL uh, for $190 instead of $200, uh, you can tweet me at film underscore girl or send me a message on Instagram at film underscore girl or watch Snapchats where I don't ever update anything more at film underscore girl. <laughs> and you'll sign the 3DS before sending it. Oh, if I mean, I'll sign the box if that. you want me to, for yeah, sure. If yeah. You, yeah, whatever. I'll do whatever you want. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Brianna, where can we find you online? Well, I guess you can find me playing killing Nazis uh, on Twitch. Heck yeah. <laughs> like, be, God. Tell me so I can tune in and, and, and donate when, when you yeah, do this definitely. for real. Definitely. That's a good idea. This is a, a very good, smart move. Um, <laughs> you can also see me on Twitter under Space Cat Cow. And you can find me at youtube.com slash polygon, where I will be again streaming Super Mario Odyssey tomorrow morning and many many other things for the rest of the weekend oh my god on friday we're gonna try to do and hopefully this will happen we are going to try to stream all of the games at the same time and basically russ is going to hop back and forth between different people's streams so like i I would be playing assassin's creed obviously in this scenario it's going to be the most ridiculous simul stream if we can pull it off we'll see we'll see we'll see anyway I am going to go to bed so I can get up very, very early tomorrow and do so much fun, good work. We uh, are all rooting for you, Simone. Thank you. Doom Quasar on Twitter is also where you can find me. And you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts where you can say five stars to it. And then you can say uh, underneath that the things that you like about it. And that's a cool thing to do for the reviewing and the the approval of the, the podcast. Uh, we appreciate it. And you know who else appreciates it? We do. <laughs> I was going to say God, but this is this is a secular show. I don't want to bring theology into Apple podcast reviews. That's not fair to drop on everyone at the end you of a show. You just gods, and then it's a cool Battlestar Galactica reference. Like you, there, keep, it, yeah. you keep it wider. Yeah. That's what I meant. This episode of Rocket is terminated. 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 